What's up, everybody, and welcome to the second series of the How I See a Podcast with your boy Big Dog 079. Today, we have Lee Hopkins, transformation coach and founder of Patterns of Possibility. Welcome to the show, Lee, and thank you for being a guest. Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much, Big Dog 079, for having me here today. Not a problem, man. We definitely appreciate you being here. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your company, Patterns of Possibility, man? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I founded a company a couple of years ago, and it's because I had so much trouble with making friendships and connections and having any steady relationships. And I, I just realized that, you know, after going on this self journey and discovering me and becoming friends with myself, that I figured out how I can do that for other people, how I can help other people. And so I just put this company together to help people make genuine friendships, lasting relationships, and, you know, just real connections. Yeah, I understand. So like, let me ask you, what was the barrier that was preventing you from creating friendships uh, initially? Like what was the barrier that halted you? And then I'll tell you what my barrier was. All right. All right. I think um, my barrier was just being scared. I think fear is the big thing. Like when you look down deep, deep down inside. Now, this is like reflection after reflection, years of reflection and understanding after these experiences that I had. But basically, I was afraid to be myself. I was afraid to show anybody anything to be rejected at anything. Like I was so insecure and self-conscious that if people were talking about something else around the corner far away from me and i thought it was about me i'd be like oh shit oh they're talking about me they're talking about me i can't be myself i gotta be somebody else to connect to be with other people and so just being inauthentic was the thing that really stopped me from being connected with people yeah i can i understand where you're coming from like when i was younger uh I had like negative patterns reinforced on me when I was younger. Like I wasn't allowed to mm -hmm. smile on uh graduate, like on school pictures as a kid. What? My grandma would say like, if you smile on the picture and you show that gap in between your teeth, I ain't buying the picture. So uh, from early on, I had that like uh, reinforced. And then I get into school and I didn't have as much money as the other kids. I wasn't as mm -hmm. like athletic, talented as some of the other kids. So that kind of like further reinforced it and then uh, I went to I went to prison, man. I went to prison at the age of 14. I was in there from 14 years old to 38 years old. And in prison, you can't be a regular human being. It's like a, a overcompensation of everything. So you got to be hyper aggressive, hyper this and uh, zero tolerance that. And that don't really leave space for humanity because we make mistakes every day. Hmm. So uh on top of that then i'm in solitary confinement for 14 years by myself so i wasn't able to interact with no other human beings for 14 years so those was the things that like hindered me from having uh friendships and knowing how to interact in social settings and things like that and it was also like uh any podcast guest that i have i have to see a, a almost like a personal relevance like how this exchange will leave me better before i just invite anybody on the podcast so yo transformational coach lead the way you came was exactly what i personally needed and i think that if it's something that i can identify with there has to be other people out there that struggle with the same things and the way you had described it like uh, i know people that struggle with that right now today just the uh insecurity patterns that was placed on us earlier on in life you know what i'm saying 
yeah yeah that pattern of insecurity that that definitely speaks to me too just feeling like you know the things that i did weren't good enough where i had to be somebody else or i had to do something else to connect with family to connect with you know anybody and so what you're saying it really shocks me and it you know it, it makes me um you know feel like i understand that one of the things that you talked about when I found you was in the angry episode when we were talking about why everybody's so angry. You talked about yeah. being in solitary confinement and I thought about how um, you had an opportunity, you said you had an opportunity to be with yourself. And although it was hard for you to make friendships and everything, you had to, you lost the, the connection with the humanity. You learned a whole lot about yourself, I'm sure. And yeah. That's one of the things that helps us make better connections with other people is really learning about who we are, what we want, what we need in life. And we go out in the world and we take that and we give it to other people and say, hey, you got, you understand this? You understand where I'm coming from? You understand what my needs are? If you do, then great. You could be a part of my life. If you don't, then goodbye. I don't need you. I already know myself. I'm already good with myself. And so people who... People who have this, uh, the time to get to sit with themselves, they choose not to. And so I think that's something that really requires friendships too. Like, it's scary. You got to think about that. We live in a world, this is something that really bothered me. Like, we live in a world where uh, you can go on any social media platform and everybody can recite to you everything about their favorite actor, actress, rapper, singer, or whatever. But then you can ask them same people to tell you five things or six things about themselves, And then there's going to be a pause right there because we don't live in a culture that encourage self-discovery, self-inventory. So we have like just a bunch of carbon copies, bro. Like you look at music, it ain't no individuality there. Everybody trying to kill somebody. Uh, women don't even love <laughs> Like it ain't no love. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. where is the love element? Does it exist anymore? Everybody is just like a continuation of the next person. So I think just like, if you look at it in a religious, uh, religious, I mean, a religious context, right? Like Jesus took time. He took the 40 days when he fasted. Muhammad fasted. Muhammad did that. You know, everybody show you, if you really look at those texts, what it's going to take for you to rise above like just the common man and it's going to be self-discovery yes absolutely absolutely and on that note i think that you know with that time that you have to you know feel something other than what's normal and what's comfortable let's say comfortable yeah. to and when you're fasting when you're you're deep in meditation when you're praying those things aren't what society is telling you to do keeping you busy keeping you distracted and so it's uncomfortable it but you get a chance to you know reflect and and get to really know yourself yeah and man, I, I wouldn't oh, i'm sorry go ahead no uh, no no man go ahead i want to hear more about what you got to say no like i wouldn't trade man like uh when i tell people my story and i always see like in their eyes because your eyes will reveal the truth before your body do so i'll see like the sadness or the uh, the empathy or whatever like that but like in the words of Maya Angelou man I wouldn't trade my journey for nothing in the world because I'm so grateful for just the self-awareness 
uh, awareness of my responsibility to my fellow man or fellow woman in the world, my responsibility to the universe. Like I wouldn't trade that journey for nothing in the world. So like pointing that to you were saying, like if people could find time, like it had to be, I think you got to put more priority on just making time for yourself. Like every day you got to make a decision about what you're going to do. You only get 24 hours. You got to chop it up and divide it to make every angle of your life happy. Right. But at the end of the day, if the machine that's making everybody else happy ain't happy, how long does that machine properly function? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And like that, that's like the grandma thing. Like you a black man, so you know, like most of us get raised by grandparents and all that. Mm-hmm. And we can reflect on how strong grandma was and how every Sunday she had dinner on the table and she did everything for everybody else. And she probably raised some extra kids, right? But grandma very rarely did anything for herself. Yeah, that is so true. Now that I think about that, man, I had the the pause right there. Yeah, I'm man, you got with that. Yeah, I'm feeling something with that. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, there just was no time. There's no opportunity, but you need that. You need to be able to, to do that for yourself, and you, you make that time for it. And it, it appears that you know that's a, a pattern that would be passed down, especially like the generational trauma, like don't do anything for yourself. You have to keep focused on other people and your unhappiness because you don't have an opportunity to look at yourself. You, the, whoever is doing all the focusing on helping other people, don't get an opportunity to really find their own space of happiness. And even though they're trying their best, even though they're doing what they do to help and take care of other people, a little bit of that unhappiness is gonna seep out and it's going to continue in some kind of negative pattern. Yeah, I think that the, one of the greatest disillusions is because I struggle with this myself because like I made bad choices early on in life. And then even as an adult, I still make like dumb choices sometimes. So psychologically, I push towards like I want to show the world around me how good of a person I am. You know, I'm not I'm going to try to never say no. I'm always going to try to help everybody out. And the delusion is that I perceived that if I was that way towards the world, the world would just automatically reciprocate, but it don't work like that. Like life don't work like that. So like our grandparents, they come in probably from one generation or maybe two generations removed from slavery when it was just never had to do whatever to get the generation through. And that was that way of thinking, I don't think was never cut off because like, well, now it's cut off because we got like generational gaps, but the trauma that's passed on from generation to generation or like not even passing on the responsibility to be better communicators, better lovers, better fathers, better better mothers, better children. Like we don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is still and there's there's more distraction. There's some more distraction that's happening instead. So now now we we don't really have to go for you know trying to get the generation through let's say like some of us got into that position but now we have this distraction of enjoying the the money the the riches chasing the fame things like that that's just distracting you from being yourself and i wanted to go back though and say that you know about people when they look at you and you see the sadness or or whatever in their eyes when i heard your story i was thinking of curiosity I was like, I was wondering, I was wondering, what did you learn about yourself 
you've had this time and this experience. And when I listened to it, when I after I listened to your episode, I was like, yeah, I wonder what you've learned about yourself. And I think that's something that's really important to carry with other people, carry with other people or carry for other people to carry because it, it's something that helped me it's something that worked for me being curious about my experiences being curious about other people's experiences and reflecting on what brought them to where they are so that we can connect with each other and that make that connection and learn and, and create genuine friendships create real relationships because at the end of the day at the end of the day what we want is to be understood more than we want our next breath we want people to understand who we are we don't want people to look at us like, whoa, poor is this or whatever the experience is. No, I got through this experience. I want to share it with you what it is. And maybe yeah. you can learn something from it. So so being curious, being curious, I think is something that really helps make that connection. Yeah, like I well, when I went to I went to jail at uh 14, like I had situations in my household, so I ran away and I was like convinced that I can make it happen. Like I didn't have to go back, I'll show them. And uh, like I ended up being in a situation, I seen my best friend die like right in front of me. And I'm 14 and I'm in the gang culture. I'm in Chicago at the time, I'm on the South side. And um, it ain't no space in, in toxic masculinity. It ain't no space for uh, apology, reciprocity. It's just revenge. That's mm-hmm. like the environment, right? So I went in and like immediately, bro, I knew that I made the wrong choice, so I didn't try to play the games like I had already knew that I wanted to plead guilty and take whatever came. I didn't know who I was going to become or what the journey was. I just knew, like, man, accountability, like, you did that, you need to hold up to it. So I pled guilty. And I uh, took 24 years. Like, my dad had got me an attorney and everything, $35,000 attorney. And they, the angle was there, like, oh, we're going to find the loopholes in the case. But... Like, I didn't feel like that was honorable. Like, yeah, it may be some loopholes in the situation, but that don't change or nullify the fact that I killed this person. So I wanted to plead guilty and I went in and immediately I just started, like I was around a bunch of all of these famous people that you hear from in the street. Mm-hmm. And I started early on, like I was smarter than these dudes. Like some of the decisions <laughs> that they was making, they was in charge of me. Like, and I had to listen to dudes that like they couldn't spell or like, you know, they didn't have the intelligence or they didn't know how to properly navigate or be diplomatic in situations. And I was only 17 and they may have been twice as old. And then I just start thinking like, no, oh, this ain't the path. But I was afraid, like you said, I was afraid, especially in prison, ain't no such thing as a singular person. Yeah. You a victim. Like if you in prison and you by yourself, you a victim to everybody. So you like, I had to struggle with that. Like, I don't want to be on my own. And I just reached a point where uh, I just woke up one day and then I was like, well, it was a gang situation where a lot of us had got shipped out different prisons. And I was tired of telling my grandma that I was constantly getting shipped around because she was already in her seventies. It was hard for her to get around. And then they moving me down South, she in Chicago. So I was just like, man, I'm gonna go to school, man, and get my life together. And I ended up going to get my GED. And I didn't know if I was going to pass or not. I didn't really study or nothing. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can tell by by the way you're talking and your story and everything that that was easy for you. I mean, yeah, I didn't know because I didn't come from an environment that told me like that we capable of anything we put our mind to. So Mm -hmm. like I kind of like just looked through the pages of the book like a magazine and then it was time for the test (laughs) and I passed. And it kind of 
restored something in me. I kind of like start believing in myself. And uh, I didn't want to really let that go at that point. So I broke away from the gang and I uh, had to be on my own in prison at that time. And it was just uh, out of the worst things, like even in the Bible, like they said, you know, it's a, it's a scripture in there. I forgot who it was, but he was saying what you meant for bad, God meant for good. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at the entire prison situation. It looked at like the end of my life. A lot of family members turned their back on me because traditionally, if you go to prison, you you know, you're going to come out and be worse than what you was. So I think they kind of betted on me in that way. Ain't no way he going to come out 20 some years later and be any better than he was. Right. So that's time for me. And the thing I discovered that I think changed my life was that uh, I'm responsible for my life, man. Like I'm responsible for every dream I got, every yeah. I want to have mm -hmm. I'm entirely responsible for it no matter who say they love me or who said they got my back like my future is entirely driven and controlled by me absolutely absolutely man that's a remarkable story you know yeah and man. It, it is it is all about you and so you got to have that self-love you got to have that self-worth you have to have that and it's hard to find it when you got a bunch of people who are betting on you to do the wrong thing or betting on you to fail or hoping that you fail whatever it is i mean it's it's hard to be around people who are naysayers even if they are your family and i know i had to do a separation from my family too i didn't have the experience where i went to prison but i was just not surrounded by people who i felt supported and cared about me and that was something that just made me feel like I'm the wrong person. How? And I remember looking around and and seeing these people just, I don't know, they, they, they seemed like they were dis, disoriented or disorganized or, or whatnot. I don't understand why they reject me because I'm thinking that I have something to contribute. I, I'm smart. I, I, I can help out. I can do something. And I felt just completely rejected all the time. And it just seemed like they all had some connection that I didn't have. And I'm, I'm stepping back and I'm looking at it like, what is this connection? What is it that I don't have? What am I missing? I had to go on that self journey, to discover that. So I grew up in Ohio actually, and I moved to California when I had an opportunity. I moved out there and I was hoping that I could find connection and friendship and relationships out there, but you know, it didn't work out there either. Didn't work either. either. Drank a whole lot, and I tried to to connect with people over, over alcohol. I even started uh, doing a bunch of karaoke because I loved to just get up there and sing. I felt like, you know, this is a place that I could share my feelings because it was. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do that. So I mean, I could sing a song that kind of met, that kind of helped me feel something or helped me share something about my feelings over a drink, but I can never really make a connection with people because after that we would maybe talk about oh that was a great you know rendition kanye west whatever and then that was it we wouldn't talk about anything else can talk about a girlfriend problem or or work problem or anything like that after that so then i realized that you know i think california was just all i just thought california was all messed up <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't me it was uh everybody else and i'm I'm moving, so I moved once again. I actually moved to Chicago. That's where I am now. Um, so I moved here to Chicago, and I'm here trying to do the same thing, but I'm trying to make connections. But I found myself in the same position, a bunch of alcohol, 
meeting people. I had all kinds of bar friends. I mean, they shut the bar down and I would be the guy that could stay after, smoke cigarettes and, and all that stuff. You know, I was close with them, but as soon as I stopped drinking, as soon as I stopped doing the self-discovery, all these people disappeared and I found myself lonely again. what's going on so I had to really sit down sit down and and look at what am I doing and what does I really want to do and how do I really want to connect with people because I can only open my mouth and be vulnerable and connect with people if I was drinking and and if even if that I would forget about who they were the next day when I woke up it's like yeah yeah so none of that really really helped me make in the connections the only thing that did was having that time to be alone to be with yourself to be with myself and you know, ask myself some questions about what am i looking for yeah that's i think like uh so like when i first i first i'm in i live in wisconsin now because uh well, you listen to my podcast, so you know I got adopted while I was in prison at 28 years old. So that gave me an opportunity to come here and start a different life, right? So when I first came here, I had this uh, drive. Like, I felt like I missed something out of life. I wanted to go to the bars. I wanted to go to the strip club. And I wanted to go to all these places that, uh, uh, like, men my age had already been to. You know, I felt like I lost something or missed something. And then, like, I started going there. And then, like, every weekend, it's the same people. It's just the same people uh, matched yeah. up with people, but like I see the same females in there, same dudes. Sometimes I see the same outfits from last week. And <laughs> it just became like unappealing to me because that wasn't my soul connecting with other human beings. That was my vices connecting with other human beings who had similar vices. Mm. So we that wasn't us. Like our spirits wasn't there. That was the our our demons that was there in those clubs and things like that. Because if it didn't sustain after that, and it was only sustainable through those through alcohol or something like that, then it can't really be real. So I still felt empty. Like sometimes I'll be successful enough to take a chick home after the bar, but I still felt empty because I didn't really want that. I wanted vulnerability. I wanted somebody to really know who I was, not mm -hmm. who they thought I was. You know what I'm saying? I wanted somebody to know my story and have that kind of space with another human being. And I, I just didn't think that was the spot. And I don't to this day think that's the spot. You can go there and, and run from your misery. Yeah, right on. Find a whole bunch of people that will celebrate whatever your cause is. Female can come in a bar and she just broke up with her man. And then every other female, girl, let me buy you a drink. Yep. A dude coming there and he cheating on his wife. And there's going to be some females that entertain that energy and there's going to be some dudes that make them feel like it's okay. So, But that's not realistic. That's destructive behavior patterns that get celebrated in spaces like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's important to note that, you know, those spaces, it doesn't have to be as deep and dark as those spaces. It's any place that you can run from what you really feeling so if you work in a, if you workaholic you work on a whole lot that's another thing too yeah that's that's like uh i got well my fiance right now that's was her thing like most of the time most of her life because of earlier situations um where she didn't know if she was gonna be able to keep it all under control it just keep kind of had her where she keep her foot on the gas at all times mm -hmm. So like we working through a process now where I'm telling her, I respect your energy. I respect your drive to make sure everything taken care of. 
but I love you. So part of me loving you is telling you, hey, I need to see you happy sometime. It's more to life than just uh, slam dunking a check in the mailbox and going to sleep and starting over the same day. We got to live, enjoy your life, love yourself. Let's challenge some of those stereotypes that yeah. you encounter early on in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because that's the essence of a real relationship. I got to go back to you and your past and help you deal with some of those demons that you ain't feel like you was big enough to take over. And you're going to have to do that with me in my life. And then we go ahead. Right. That is real connection. You know, that makes me that makes my heart sore hearing that. I mean, for real, that that is really something to celebrate. I mean, congratulations on being able to 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 open up and to be able to share that stuff with her and for her to listen, for her to hear. Like I'm saying, like I said, we want understanding more than anything. Like you don't understand why I work so hard. Yeah, I want to, baby. Sit down. Let me talk. Let's talk. You know, it is yeah. it that's what that's what we all want is to be heard and understood and felt and you know we want to feel like supported we want we want people who can understand what we're doing what we're going through but also it's a bonus to have somebody there who can who can be strong enough to help you fight those demons that you didn't think you were big enough to fight right yeah yes yes let me ask you this uh so like for the listeners out there because we kind of turned this to a personal conversation and i'm good with that right yeah I uh, for the listeners, though, like what what's some of the barriers that you think keeps us from connecting with others, even though we want to like like we both mentioned. But I want from your perspective, like what are some of the barriers that you think prevents us from making those connections with other people? Yeah, I think it, we covered it in the entire episode. Honestly, the, some of the barriers, the biggest barrier is just basically not knowing yourself and what you want, being afraid of somebody telling you that what you want, even if you know what you, even if you know what you are, let's say you know what you want out of life. You like, you want to be a rock star. That's your thing. You want to go do it. Great. You go tell other people, and you've been rejected so many times where people look at you and say, you're ridiculous. You can't do that. You feel defeated and you feel like you don't want to open up. You don't want to share that deep part of you anymore. So you hide that. You hide that. And then that uncomfortableness of you hiding yourself, all that energy it takes for you to hide yourself, it doesn't allow, doesn't allow space for love and, and connection to come through. It doesn't allow space for that. So I think the top two things is basically not knowing what you want, not knowing who you are, and not feeling safe or comfortable and secure enough to express that. So those are the two things that, that really stop us from, from making genuine connections. And the only way to, to really, really feel comfortable is to know that you are enough as you are, to really understand that you are enough. And with all society telling us all the time with commercials, you are imperfect. You need to buy this product. You need to wear this. You need to be this. You need to do that. Listen to this. You need to watch this to keep up with everybody else. Who's just trying to keep up with everybody else. The moment you realize that you are enough and as who you are, then you will not have as big of a problem connecting with other people. And I say it's big of a problem because You've got to do the work to sift through the people who are doing the same work that you did. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I want you to talk a little bit about uh, our need to have intimacy with ourselves. Like, uh, like explain that to me more and explain it to the listeners more. Yeah, the intimacy is, you know, it, it means that 
you have this connection with yourself. And when I say connection, I mean, connection is being able to understand your emotional state and why you feel that way. You need to understand your reactions and your feelings about things that happen. Like sometimes we surprise ourselves with the things that we say, the things that we feel, things that we do. We get surprised by it because it's an experience that has come from a negative pattern in the past. We don't recognize it, but you got to recognize that you're having those feelings and those thoughts and be able to communicate them to other people because you might be angry about something that happened when you were eight years old and here you are i don't know 20 38 years old and you put your hole through you punch a hole through a wall and you don't even know why that happened somebody said something you punch a hole through a wall why did that happen you know, those disconnections, you got to understand what's going on inside your body, what's going on inside your mind, what's going on inside you spiritually to have that kind of anger stay in you and build up and just explode like it did. You can't punch things because people don't understand what that hap- what, what happened. If you want to connect with other people, you got to connect with yourself first. You got to understand what you're feeling so you can speak. You can speak the words that make instead of punching the wall. Yeah, definitely. I, I get it. I definitely understand what you're saying. Just being in tune with yourself, being understanding your own emotions, your own triggers and things like that, and being able to communicate that to whoever decides to be in your life so they can better understand what you're going through and where those triggers come from and help you, yeah. hopefully, help you get through some of those past mm-hmm. uh, triggers and traumas. So, like, uh, for the listeners out there, man, I want you to let them know uh more about your program more about patterns of possibility i also want you to let let them know where they can find you at on social media and anything else you want to share man i'm just giving you the flow man i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah you can find me at patterns of possibility.com slash more possibility that's where i have all the social media links so it just makes it easier i'm on uh reddit tiktok instagram uh youtube so but patternsofpossibility.com slash more possibilities where you can find me. So what I have for your listeners is uh, 10 tips to making memorable conversations. So to help you get conversations, because we want to have deep conversations, but we don't want to, you know, share too much. We want to be too vulnerable, but we want to have some stuff that's not surface level. We want to talk about things that are important to us. Now, you and I, we did a deep dive. Big Dog and I, we we did a deep dive. He's, he's all vulnerable. He's all comfortable with himself to say whatever he's feeling and what he needs. And I'm there too, but you want to make sure that you are able to start in that direction if you want to make a deep connection. So I got these 10 tips for making memorable conversations. And I also have a free course called Understanding Connections. It's all about helping you understand what we just talked about here, what you need to know, helping you get closer to learning more about yourself and what you really need from other people. Not what you want, not what people are telling you that you want, but what you need, not what you're used to, not what you've experienced for your entire life, but what you really need from other people. So you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com slash more possibility. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I mean, I really enjoy just talking to you and hearing about your experiences and it inspires me and it makes me, you know, glad to know you for real. Man, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, like, I just want to let you know, um, I appreciate you coming on as a guest, but I also look deeper than the surface on everything that I encounter in life. So 
after having a conversation with you, I can definitively say you somebody that I want to continue to exchange with and build a friendship with because I'm learning about myself and I want to have positive people in my circle. So uh, our bonding and connecting won't end with this podcast, right. but I definitely appreciate you coming on and shedding everything you shared. And uh, we're going to get up out of here. I, I'm not going to do my traditional quote because my boy just left y'all with a whole bunch of jewels to dig through and find something for yourself. So we're not going to do that. Again, I want to give a shout out to my guest, Lee Hopkins of Patterns of Possibility for joining us today. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check them out on um, PatternsofPossibility.com slash more possibilities. Thank you again, Lee. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you uh, in on an email or something soon. All right, man. Take care. Bye. All right. Peace.